Welcome to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action towards creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Well, hey there, my beautiful friends. Thank you so much for joining me here again today. Welcome back to the show. What a day. I, I'm not sure exactly what happened. I woke up in the best mood. I am recording this episode on Sunday, November 8th, and the last few weeks have been feeling a little bit heavy for me. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I wasn't sure what it was. This morning, I woke up and it was just like a weight has been lifted. And I'm not sure, you know, maybe I'll chalk it up to the weather. We've been having this beautiful, unseasonably warm summer-like weather in the Toronto area. It's been like 22 degrees, which is really strange for November. Or it could be the collective joy and celebration that I'm getting from my American friends and family. Whatever it is, the last few days are showing me that anything is possible. And I have this renewed sense and belief that anything is possible. And beliefs have the ability to propel your life forward. So I am holding on to that belief today. And today we are continuing the three-part series of becoming the CEO of your life. If you are just joining me and you haven't heard parts one and two, please go back to the first of the series, which is forecasting your future, where we talk about getting clear about what it is that you would like to achieve in the upcoming year and going forward. Last week, we spoke about being your authentic self, being true to yourself, owning your personal power and embracing all that you are. And today we are on step three or part three, which is taking action on your dreams. So I'm excited about today's interview because my guest, Sandra Graham, is a lifestyle entrepreneur. And by definition, a lifestyle entrepreneur is an entrepreneur who achieves a certain level of success in order to live a certain lifestyle. She is a founder of the company Smart Cookies and is also an author of the book that is titled the same smart cookies she was on oprah which is like the most amazing everyone has you know everyone has that dream to be on oprah so i will let her tell you the story behind that sandra's story is the perfect example of deciding what you want your life to look like your big picture vision and then developing the strategy to get there and the most crucial step is taking action towards creating the life you've dreamed of Isn't that what being the CEO of your life is all about? Taking your vision to reality. It's a great conversation. I know you'll love it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Sandra Graham. Well, Sandra, thank you so much. I see you have your coffee. I have my coffee. (laughs) Basically permanently attached to my hand at this point. And both in our kitchens. Although I have to say that kitchen is gorgeous. Uh, Thank you so much. I love that. Yours is like a farmhouse style, right? Like, 
Yeah, it's it's a farmhouse style. And the funny thing about the the brick in the background is, is that I wanted, it's from an old warehouse in Denver and there was a huge house being built. It was all being built out of that brick and I wanted it so bad, but they literally had bought every piece of brick from the demolition, this, <laughs> this house. Oh, and no. I stopped by almost every day to be like, is there any extra, is there any extra? Because we didn't need that much. And they were like, no, no, now we're building a fence. Now we're doing all the things. And then finally on like, I get a call and they're like, okay, Sandra, we have like one pallet left and he's like but you have to come pick it up today and I called the builder I was like we gotta go get it like we've got the, we've got the brick and there's like a picture of me laying over there like I am the crazy brick lady but you know when you fall in love with no, something and you're just like you I am going something. to get it well can I ask though like <clears throat> because I have marble behind my backsplash does yeah. that does that stain are you okay um, with the staining because I'm a little yeah. bit of a control freak I'm not liking the color change no, you know what it is? It does, but oddly, I don't know, we're, I don't know, maybe we just cook in a clean way. Like for some reason it doesn't, there, there aren't a ton of stains on there. But the thing about the brick is that it's, you know, that deep, there's texture and sort of varying color in it anyway. So if there is a little bit, I probably can't see it. But the marble I get for sure, because we have marble on our countertops behind and I'm like Windexing it constantly. Well, it's, are you allowed to use Windex? I would be afraid to use Windex. It's not real marble. It's, okay. a, it's a quartz, which I think is probably the only reason. Oh, why. see, yeah, um, my tiles in the back are marble and they're mm -hmm. yellowing and I called the, the supplier and they're like, that's what you get with real with real marble with real marble it's like you signed up for it I was like yeah you didn't tell me that. <laughs> that that's honestly why we didn't get real marble because my husband is like you like he couldn't sleep if there was a mark on it and they're like well that's what marble is like it gets you know stains and it's just part of the like I know the and you're appeal supposed of to it. love you're, it you're supposed yes. to love it yeah but you don't I can't you can't <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But thanks so much for taking some taking time out of your busy schedule because I know you have the managing the littles at home and everything that's going on in the US today. It's a big day. Oh, this is life right now, right? We just take it one day at a time. That's all we can do. But this is like this has been the best part of this year for me is taking the time to do things like this and connect with other women, other business owners, other moms, and just have a coffee or have a glass of wine and connect over Zoom and, and have a chat. And that to me is like, I will make all the time in the world for that. So <laughs> this oh, is thank the highlight. Thank you so much. Thanks. For those who don't know you or haven't heard of you, which is, would be surprising, can you just give um, the audience a little bit of a brief synopsis? Sure. Well, bio, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, I'm Sandra, obviously. So I, the business that I started with my four girlfriends, five of us all together in Vancouver um, several years ago was called Smart Cookies. And when we started, we were not a business. We were five girls who really wanted to, and girls, we were girls at the time. We were like early twenties babies looking back. Um, but we, about the same time, like one of my girlfriends, Andrew, I went to Western with, we just happened to be talking one weekend about, I was like, Ange, I want to start looking into buying property and like, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to start investing and open an RSP and I just want to learn how. And I couldn't find a resource that really appealed to me. There's tons of resources, but I felt like nothing was speaking to me as a young woman. And so we had this conversation and then a week later I'm at work and um, my colleagues approach me and we're having the same conversation. And Andrea says, I saw this episode of Oprah. She's doing something called a debt diet um, where we could get together. She's like, we don't have to talk about debt, but just like money goals. And so I called, called Angie and I was like, you're never going to believe it. Like the girls at work want to do what we were talking about, like getting together and educating ourselves. So it ended up being the five of us. We brought all of our bank statements, our credit card statements, 
to that first meeting and got super, super honest about our financial situations and started meeting every week and setting goals. And some of us were working on debt. Some of us wanted to start investing in property. Um, but it was all, it was all rooted in like, we always wanted to, to know what our richest life was and figure out a plan to get there. And so over the, over the course of the year, we were able to pay off um, a ton of debt, uh, increase our salaries. <laughs> our bosses were so pissed that we were meeting <laughs> because we all worked at the same company. We're like, how much are you making? How much are you making? So suddenly uh, we were all negotiating, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. for them. Not for Not them. For that. For Not you. for that. For us. Yeah. Um, but it was great and it was really fun. And we were, um, we were super successful that first year and ended up on Oprah a year later as one of her success stories, um, with Jean Shatsky and David Bach, which people are like, some, oh my God. <laughs> to me, I'm like, I nerd out. I didn't know David Bach was on there. He was. And it's so funny cause we, um, sort of named our, so smart cookies was sort of inspired by smart women finish rich, which was one yeah. of our favorite books. That's of, one of, of mine David. too. I love it. And when we were in, I did a, actually an interview um, with David when he was launching his, his latest book. And I was like, David, I'm like, you probably don't know this story. In fact, he for sure did it. But when we were at the, remember when Oprah was like, the guests of the Oprah show stay in the All Suites Omni Hotel. So we were in the All Suites Omni <laughs> Hotel and we're going down to dinner or we're, we were going down to um, to do whatever. And David Bach walks in the elevator <laughs> and we're like, it might as well have been like the biggest celebrity on the planet. Right. But no one said anything. We're like, it's David Bach, it's David Bach. Anyways. And so I was telling David after uh, when we had this one, like you would have like, we were freaking out that we were in the same elevator as, as David Bach, but that in our minds, I'm like, he was like the personal finance celebrity in, but our- you didn't say anything. No, we didn't say anything. We were so scared. And then we were on the show with him. Um, <clears throat> obviously the the next day and then we went after the the cool thing about the amazing that show that experience was obviously crazy but Jean Shatsky also had a radio show um on Oprah's network that she was going to tape right after the show and so she invited us to come on her radio show with her and then David was part of that show too and so it was in that conversation that Jean said like you know, you guys are amazing. You're, I'm going to introduce you to my literary agent and you guys are going to write a book. And so we were like, okay, fine. We're just sitting in this studio with our idols and we've just gotten off of Oprah and whatever you say, we will, we will do it. But oh my um, gosh, that's like a dream come true. Yeah, no, it was totally a dream come true. But from there, so we were not a business. And so we literally got back to Vancouver, um, incorporated ourselves, put up a website as fast as we could. I don't even know if honestly, if it was up before the show aired. Um, and then, and then has spent the, the last, the, those years together running the business together, which had its highs and its lows. Um, but we were like sisters, right? So we, we had an incredible experience together. And then it got to the point where it was like, we were getting married and life was evolving. We were having kids and families and it was getting more challenging to run the business with all five of us. And so it got to the point where it was like, okay, was that a beautiful chapter? We did some incredible things and we move on or is one of us just going to take the business and the brand and carry it to where they want to. And so I was super fortunate that the girls sort of trusted and gave me their blessing to say like, okay, like, there you go. Like, take it. It's yours to run. Um, you know, they could be as involved as they want to or, or not. And so that was, I had a newborn baby. Oh my God. <laughs> I had just, and that, that experience was really crazy because the, financially the business went to like 
nothing for me. I was like, I mean, there was opportunities and there was a platform there, but the bank account, I had like a new baby and, um, and that was a really scary, that was like probably the biggest risk that, that I've ever taken. Um, and so that was seven years ago. So I've been running the business, um, ever since and transitioned it to online education and building a community of amazing women all over, over the world who not only want to, uh, you know, achieve their financial goals, but it goes much deeper than that. It's about really creating a rich life and a beautiful life. And also business-wise, um, how, how you can really create that business that flows with your life and not the way around, which is something that I got backwards for, for a really long time, which is where the business is today. Wow, that's like a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> Total whirlwind. Total whirlwind. So when did you, like, in that time when you were, had your newborn, is that when you moved to the U.S. too? No. Okay. So, um, so I, I live in Denver now. So my husband, I met living in Vancouver right after we got off of Oprah. Okay. Um, so it, it was, that was, that, and that was a really fun. Um, did he see you on Oprah? He, he didn't. It was so, <laughs> no, you know, it's so funny though, is that his buddy, when we first met, his buddy and he's like this big huge used to be a hockey player he's like his name's dean he's like i saw that episode <laughs> he's just like what are you doing watching oprah anyways he, he did. oprah i think men are closet oprah watching i think they are too yes. i'm like you'd be surprised how many men are like oh yeah i remember that i was like what <laughs> anyways um so jason is from denver so a couple years into um into dating he got an opportunity a job opportunity to come back to denver his family's here um, and, and truthfully, I grew up traveling. I, my dad was in the oil business. So we lived in California for a bit. We lived, I think I went to like eight or 10 different schools. I've just grew up sort of adapting and moving anyway. So it was okay. a, an easy move for me to be like, okay, sure. It's like Denver sounds great. Very similar to Calgary in a lot of ways too. So in a lot of ways it already felt like home. So timing wise, that was in, uh, that was like 10, 11, 10 years ago. So then we got married and then I had Jack two years later. And then that's when the, um, or like a year and a half later, I don't know, those time at that point just like melts into one. But then know, that's when, so that's when the transfer of the business happened was, was right after. Um, so I had been living in Denver for a couple of years, which was nice. Um, just to have that foundation in, in the States to have me um, living here. So at that point, the business was probably like 50, 50 in terms of just, uh, things that were happening in terms of opportunities in Canada and in the U S. Okay. So this is why I like you because my, my podcast is align and hustle, right? So you were kind of aligned with what your goals and then you were doing the work and that's what's yeah. really important. But let's go back a few steps. You said about living your richest life. Yeah. And so it really is about I'm going to say envisioning it, but before you envision it, you really need to connect to what that is to you because it's super easy to be like, oh, my abundant life where I live in a million dollar house and I have a Ferrari and a Range Rover and all that. And if that is what you want, that's great. But it's really about connecting to what is it that you really want? Like to me, the car thing, like I could give, like, I, I don't care. Like I could drive. I took, when I moved to Denver, I took... I took the bus. That was part of my smart cookie story. I sold my car and just took the bus everywhere. Like I did. I saw that part. I was like, who takes the bus? Yeah, I and did. I was like, oh, it was Sandra. I, yeah. <laughs> and to me, I was like, that, that was my rather factor. We called the smart cookies. I'm like, I would rather save a thousand dollars a month than, than, um, 
and I'm fine to take the bus. And when I moved to Denver, I took the bus everywhere. My husband was like, can you get a car? Like, what is wrong with you? Um, but you were okay with that, right? I was okay. It didn't, I wasn't like, this is not a sacrifice to me. This is me making a choice because I want to save money for the down payment of, of our home. And so, but that to me was like, to me, I know a car isn't super important to me. Like, yes, obviously like I have a nice safe car now for my family, but that is not important to me. And that's not to say it's not important to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, but to me, like one of the things that I value is like is home and space and having something that's like beautiful and meaningful. Um, that is really important to me. So to, to, and those are just a couple of examples of what that, you know, truly rich life can mean to you. So, but it really is connecting to taking yourself out of the, like, what do I think I want and what do I really want? Um, and so there's a couple and because of because there's, th- sorry to interrupt you. No, there's please. Like external factors too, right? Sometimes people want things because of what their friends are doing. Yeah. Like, do we really, we really need to look at those influences in our life as well. No. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's how are you feeling? The, the real test to me is like, okay, when I think about envisioning what a rich life means to me, and, and it really is broken up, and I do this exercise, it's called the day well lived. And I have one that goes into more business for business owners too, called your sore story. And it really is like painting that picture, writing out in like as much vivid detail as you can. It's like taking a vision board, but putting it into an actual story mm-hmm. um, and, and writing that out. And there's different pieces of it, right? There's like how you feel in the morning when you wake up, what your morning looks like, what your environment looks like, how you feel with your family in that moment, what you're looking forward to, what you're excited about when you tuck yourself in um, at the end of the day, you know, what are you excited about eating and drinking and feeling? And it's all about like connected to in, in every detail, how are you feeling? And I think to me, that's like, if you're envisioning that person, you're like, okay, I want to envision that, you know, that life of abundance, lay it out for yourself, you know, write the story, do the vision board, but then literally ask yourself for each of those images or the words or whatever you're putting on there what does it, like, what feeling does that invoke in me? And is that really true? Am I like lit up? And I'm like, oh yeah. Like to me, everything that I put in my richest life, I'm like, I will hustle my butt off because like, it's that important, it's that important to me. It lights me up so much. And if, and that's where I think the disalignment comes in sometimes. It's like, okay, I want to build whatever. I want to do, have a million dollars in revenue and all in, all the goals. And I'm just giving examples that might be kind of like arbitrary goals you think you need to have, but then you're like, well, why am I not feeling motivated to put in the work to make them happen? It's because it's really not important to you. It's not connected to that deeper purpose. What I know in my life and from the amazing entrepreneurs and other women that I've got to meet is that if you are that connected to what you are creating in your life, you will do whatever it takes to make it happen. And it might not happen always on the timeline you want, but it will happen when it is deeply, deeply connected to what's truly meaningful to you. And well, that's a really important piece. I was just having lunch with one of my clients yesterday Mm -hmm. and we were talking about this and I find that things don't, if you, if you don't feel it, then Mm -hmm. you really can't put yourself, it's like you have to envision yourself walking a day in the life, right? And yeah, and everything and absorbing all the senses. Yeah. Because a lot of people set goals, but they don't attach any feeling to it. And then yeah. it's kind of empty. Exactly. And then they wonder why they're not making the progress towards the goal, right? And it's because you're not intrinsically motivated to, to, to make it 
happen when you're not like actually tangibly connected to, to that goal. So, and I think that's, and that's a process, it's a practice, right. Of, of setting goals in that way. But I think the more that you can slow down and connect to what is really purposeful to you and ask yourself, um, ask yourself really, it's such like, it's an easy question, but it's such a hard question is like, what is, what is my real purpose for this life that I am creating? It's not always, it's not necessarily about what you're doing. That's one piece of it, but it's about like the life that you are creating. And, and also it's like, when you have that vision and people are always like, well, when you create a vision, are you thinking of it as 10 years out, five years out, three years Mm -hmm. out? And truthfully, I'm like, I don't attach a timeline to that vision. Like I actually already feel that it has happened. And so it's sort of in one of those, like without getting too woo woo, I'm like, there is no timeline on that because I know, I actually already feel like I'm living it. And so parts of that vision come, they might happen in a month. Parts of that vision might happen 10 years or 20 years down the line. But then when I set goals, I do set goals with a timeline on it only because I feel like it it helps me like make progress on it, but I'm not attached to that timeline, if that makes sense, right? Like I'm not beating myself up because, you know, I didn't do whatever goal I set for myself and it didn't happen in the three months that I wanted it to. I'm like, okay, that then I'll just push it to the next month or maybe that goal doesn't matter anymore. So on the big picture vision, I actually don't, some, sometimes I find it helpful to just to create the vision, say, okay, three years out. If you just need that, if you need that, like if you're the person who's just like, I need to know what the time is to create the vision. But then what happens is always the time disappears when you have the vision that is like so clear to, to true to you. Um, then, and then also when you're in that hustle, what you notice is like, the vision has already come to life in a lot of ways and it makes the, the hustle and, you know, the sacrifices and the struggle. And I say those words, but it doesn't feel that way because you are in alignment with what you want to be creating. So again, like, so like work doesn't feel like work. So work doesn't, and some days it might, right? Like some days you're like, well, Frank, that was a hard, that was a hard day. But, but then big picture, yes. yeah, big picture. You're willing to, you're willing to do that hustle. And you know, when I had the kids, it was waking up at four thirty in the morning to get a chunk of work done before they got up. Um, but that never felt like, oh my god, I have to do that. Um, I mean, it did feel like that, but it didn't feel like, uh, it, like. A sacrifice. It was. It felt like okay. Like this is what I'm going to do to make sure that I can keep moving, um, even when the kids are, <laughs> when the kids are babies, or we're all home in a pandemic. <laughs> we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're doing what we need to do. You know. So let me ask you: When you're writing out this story to yourself yes. and your mm-hmm. vision casting, are mm-hmm. there certain words that you're using? Yeah, for sure. So it's always obviously in the present tense. Um, and I always start it as, you know, I'm waking up in the morning. I feel, um, what you're feeling. And then I'm always, I'm using a ton of descriptive words. So I literally am saying, okay, I feel like the crisp duvet on top of me and I can, you know, hear the dog like breathing beside me as much descriptive details. You can smell the coffee brewing in, in the kitchen. You can hear the pitter patter of the feet upstairs of the kids getting ready. Um, it really is as much detail. And I like to do both. I think writing it out is, um, is a really great way to connect with it. I have one woman who is in 
one of the programs that I teach online and she actually recorded herself um, saying it out loud and then she listened to it every morning as she had her coffee as like part of her practice. Um, and then what I do is take all of the visuals from that and then create a vision board um, from that. And so I have the vision, and, but I revise it and just kind of go back to it every single um, every single year. And then for my quarterly goals, I'll just create like a mini, a mini snapshot of that story and of that vision so that I have more of a focus for, <laughs> for what is happening in the, in the real world at that time. Okay. So some of people might be like, oh my gosh, this is so much, like, this seems like a lot of work to do because you're, you're, yeah. You're, oh yeah. You're envisioning quarterly goals, then mm -hmm. obviously year goals and then life goals. Yeah. So how much time in the day as my type A personality. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How much time in the day do you, do you put aside for this vision casting? Uh, um, okay, so not every day, but I connect to it every day. But not, that takes no time because it's just everywhere. I mean- So where's my, your vision board, for example? Well, right now it's on the kitchen table in front of me. Okay. <laughs> in front of me. I actually did it on poster board this year because um, I wanted to like carry it from room to room. It's weird. Um, <laughs> it's not weird. It's just do what you That's do. What I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was part of that process. Um, and and it's also the screensaver on my computer. So I just see it. Yeah, when it that's uh, where mine is. Mine's yeah. the screensaver on your computer. When it pops up. So that takes no, I mean, and for me, you know, I write out my source story and- um, I'm sorry, what story is Sorry, sorry, there's two different things. So Day okay. Well Lived is really, really focusing on just like the personal finance piece as it, as it lives, it's your life, but then we work backwards from that in terms of like how to set financial goals. Okay. Um, but the source story, which is- um, what I do for my business and Can you my spell life. that because I'm, yeah. like, I'm hearing yeah it's s it's soar as in you're soaring through the sky oh soar so, story mm -hmm. okay I'm glad I said <laughs> like, soar story soar, like, okay. soar story <laughs> you know your soar story <laughs> well that's what I thought you said yeah. like, no wait mm. okay so your soar story that combines um, what I envision my business and I, I talk about my, the customers that I love to work with and different things I want the media to be saying about my company while at the same time weaving in parts of my day well lived, which is like I wake up in the morning and I feel this way. So one exercise is to do if you're an entrepreneur, one is to do if you are just any person. Does that make sense? Yes, but I have a question there. So you say what you want the media to say about your company mm -hmm. so are you are you also going after so what i think i have two questions here so you're putting it out to the universe right you're writing mm -hmm. your story you're putting out what it is that you want to attract to you mm -hmm. how much work are you actually following like i'm just using that media example for instance mm -hmm. so if you want media to or you want media opportunities what are you doing then? Like, are you going after those opportunities? You're not just waiting for that to come to you. Exactly. So that's, the, and that's the important part of this process, right? It's not just like writing the story and being like, well, okay, let's just see yeah. what happens. Um, and then, yeah, so then that will because be- Because some people do that. Some people, some people are like, okay. That. Yeah. Like that's the, that's what I found with the secret, right? Yeah. I love the secret, but that's mm -hmm. just one piece. You don't just throw it out and then sit there and be like, okay, I'm waiting- for yeah. it to materialize now because I yeah. put it out there. Yeah. You got to be in motion too. You've got to be, yeah. uh, what is that 
saying or quote word, like the universe will meet you halfway, but like you have to be moving towards it for it to, to, to meet you and to have those opportunities. I think about that when I think about like that Oprah opportunity, right? Like obviously as everyone I feel like does, or maybe didn't, we had like Oprah on our vision board, but it wasn't that we, we didn't get on Oprah because we had on the vision board, we worked our butts off in our money club. And then we sent a pitch <laughs> to Oprah. I that pitch. It was, you know what? And that's the funny thing. I think you sent that in an email a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't perfect. It no. was, you know, it was like, you just let her know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. There were spelling mistakes. It was just taking messy action, which I love. Yes. you just didn't sit by and wait for it and just throw out, oh, one day I'll be on Oprah and wait for it to come to you. Exactly. And so I think that goes back to your question, which is such a good one. And I think it is a combination of strategic action of, okay, like these are my goals. So let's say like you have your goal of your dream home on your vision board. Okay. So how much is that dream home going to cost? How much, you know, and you work backwards and you create your yearly goals. Okay. I want to have $20,000 towards the dream home. Great. Um, or for media opportunities. Okay. So I, that's important to me in my business. So what are the media outlets that I want to be pitching? You know, am I going to be hiring someone to do PR? Am I okay to do that on my own? That would probably be a quarterly goal that I would like bake into, um, bake into what I was doing. But while you are being strategic on working backwards and creating the goals that are allowing you to bring this vision to life, you're then, it's like you create a state for yourself where you then see the opportunities where you can create messy action or the, the miraculous opportunities like literally fall in your lap, but they don't do that unless you're in that state of having the vision and working towards the vision. And walking, yeah, walking towards it, right? Yeah, and walking and just like living in it already, right? And so, um, and so that's where then you, like I don't think Katie would have even seen the opportunity for, um, to send that email had she, she, she wouldn't have for, for sure. Had she not like been, I mean, she's actively pitching media for other things. She knows, you know, that's a goal of hers. She's been working hard on her money. Like all of those things were happening. It wasn't like Oprah just <laughs> found us out of the blue and was like, Hey, smart cookies, like come on the show. No, like we, we definitely took, or she took the messy action to, to make that happen. And yeah. I see that over and over again. I, I think that's like the beauty. That's the the opportunity loves the hustlers. <laughs> I know. Okay. True. So I'm going to share a little story with you. Yes. I, love I was these watching. Stories. No, I was watching the same episode as Sarah Blakely when Oprah was talking to Lauren Hutton, this mm-hmm. uh, model from the seventies. Yeah. And she was saying how she was cutting off her pantyhose. She would wear control top pantyhose under her pants mm-hmm. and she would cut off the feet. And I used to do that too, but I don't want people to know that I'm wearing these control top pantyhose. So I would cut off the feet, but then the pantyhose would start rolling up. Mm. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like the world really needs, women really need something (laughs) that can do this. And Sarah Blakely, I've heard her talk, was watching the same episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a few years later, she got the idea for Spanx and she worked so hard and went forward. I had the same idea. I did nothing. I did nothing towards it. (laughs) But this is what I say. The universe, Mm -hmm. the world rewards people who Mm -hmm. work for what they want and put Mm -hmm. in the work. You can't just sit back and say, oh, well, she stole my idea. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I had the same idea, but I did nothing towards it. Yeah. You know what's so funny too? And I I haven't read the book yet, but it's the Elizabeth Gilbert book about what is it? The book about big magic, big magic. And she talks about creative ideas like that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. She talks about the same thing where she had mm-hmm. an idea and it was so weird yeah. how similar this idea for a book was. I need to, I don't know why I haven't. I've read, clearly like seen interviews and read bits and pieces of it, but yeah, mm-hmm. the whole story. I mean, I, I love that. So yeah. So, but, so, so inspiration one, is one thing. Dreaming yeah. is one thing and yeah. then walking towards it and putting the steps in action. So do you mm-hmm. take your students through, through each like big life, then cut, chunk it down. Yeah, exactly. So we start with reflection, like, where are you right now? Like, let's align, let's get as in touch as we can with like, what is really great right now? What is your purpose? What, do you, what are things that you're doing that aren't aligned? And just get really like present on where things are now. And then we start to vision out and really connect, like creating again, that big picture vision. I do, I say, I'm like, okay, it's a three-year vision, but really in my head, I'm like, this it, it has no timeline. And then we work backwards. So what is the big vision? And then we break it up into a yearly goal. So what are those pieces from the big vision that you want to have accomplished ideally? Um, and again, you're just predicting here. I think a lot of people get um, resistant and emotional um, about like, well, if I set this goal and it doesn't happen, then what? I'm like, well, it's just, we're ju- you're predicting. You're just like, what right. are your goals? Like, that's what, you, that's what you have to do in business and in life in order to make progress. Some of them are going to happen. Some of them aren't, but you have to have that compass of where, where you're headed, where you're going. Um, well, what if for people who are, okay. Cause I'm, cre- I'm a creative. Yeah. So I have shiny object syndrome. Yeah, for sure. I want to do all the things like, oh, I found that. Like, so I have my business, but then I see ways I can shift in my business or new things I can do in my business. For people who are like me, how, how do you, is there a way to kind of hone in on the things that will make you or bring you the most progress? Like, do you have any Yeah, progress and also like joy too, right? Like that's where you go back to what do you want your day-to-day life to look like? Like Mm. when you, and and then you can kind of see like, okay, so like maybe I don't have real, like realistically the time right now, nor do I want to, to do the podcast and the online course and open up a new studio and be and learn how to do yoga, like all of the things. Right. And so I know that's me. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, my husband has to bring me back down sometimes because I'm always, for me, it's honing in and grabbing that focus because I've heard that saying, you know, you can't be, um, when you're the jack of all trades, you're the master of, of none. Yeah. So honing in on those, you know, what is it that I truly want? And that's what Mm -hmm. really saved me the last few years, right? Honing in on what it is that I truly want. Mm -hmm. But then what do you do when people get side? So I guess that's the question. What if they Mm -hmm. get distracted or sidetracked? How do you pull them back in? Um, well, first of all, this, uh, the distraction of this or getting sidetracked might be okay. Like maybe that's a new, like maybe that is in line with the, um, bigger picture and the bigger goal. And, and, and that's great. So that's fine. Um, but if it's not, then you need to come. And that's why I think every, I mean, you don't have to do it every week, but I find it a really helpful exercise every week to be like, okay, am I feeling aligned with where I really want to go right now is what I'm doing. And you can look back at like what you've been focusing on, what you've been doing. Um, is that align with 
where I want to be going in my business and in my life and how am I feeling? And to your point, having someone, you know, having your partner or your husband or a mastermind group or a friend who knows your vision, who, you know, you can come to and be like, oh, okay, you guys, like, this is what I'm doing this week. I'm going to go and I'm going to totally revamp my website and, you know, start a Facebook group for this. And, and that's where it has other people who, who know your vision to be like, oh, that's, that's sounds fun. But like, is that helping you get to where your goal is? And sometimes you just need that outward to, to get out of your own hat. Cause I'm like that too. Right. And I think that's why, you know, you're creative, you're driven, you're constantly thinking of a million ideas, which is great, but just learning how to, um, to funnel that creative energy into the things that are going to propel you in the direction that you want to go. I think that's, that's the biggest thing. But what if, what if you have resistance? I feel like everyone that I work with or comes to me is ready to try to make those changes. But I get, but, but along the road, okay, there's maybe always going to be resistance. There's always like a little obstacle or something. Yes, like, and, exactly. Like, how do you get, the, how do you get people to push through that resistance? Maybe to, that's a better question. To push through and then just to recenter. Right. And I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing, a lot of resistance around money comes from like guilt. So feeling or emotion or, um, you know, even we talk about impulse spending or maybe, uh, or debt is, is one where there's just a lot of like emotional feelings around that. And so it really is letting that go being like, I, I sent out an email this week actually. And I'm like, there, your financial state is not a location, meaning you, it's not permanent. You are not stuck there. Like it is, it's a situation. You can manage it. You can change it. You are empowered. You can use it as an experience to propel you forward. So there's that emotional piece of it that we talk about, right? Like just resist this letting go of whatever is making you feel like you're stuck because you're not stuck. You feel like you are, but you are not stuck. You can absolutely. But how do you let it go? So how do you let it go? Letting it go seems to be a, a buzz phrase these yeah, days, you know, just let, do let it, it go. Just let it go. Just so it. easy. Just do that. I know. How do you, but like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. So I think like naming the feeling that you're feeling, right? So if you are resistant at even logging into say your online banking to see your credit card statement, how are you mm-hmm. feeling in that moment? Are you like, oh my God, I'm such, I'm just like beating myself up. I'm feeling really shameful. Literally write it out and get it out of your head and look at it. And then I find it helpful to be like, okay, well, what are you grateful for about that? Like always, always when there's something negative, there's something that you can kind of be grateful for. Like, you know, did it back when we could travel? Like, was that a great trip that you went on that you just felt like in the moment you needed to take? Like, okay, we can manage that going forward, but just like, give yourself the grace of like kind of forgiving yourself. You can write it. I mean, you can burn the paper, you can do whatever you need to do, toss it in the garbage, but give yourself like name it, thank it, give yourself the grace. And then what have you learned from it moving forward? I think that's the biggest thing. And so then you can use that as like an actionable tool. And when we say like, let it go, it's not, anything that I've ever said, let go, like you don't let go and it disappears. Like it's going to come back. And I think that's okay. Like, Oh, there it is again. But now you're aware of it. Right. And now that's something that you can recognize. And that's the biggest thing, right? Because then that takes the, it gives you control. Whereas the feeling had control before. Right. So then you notice the like guilt or the shame or whatever your trigger is for sending you down a, um, 
a financial situation you don't want to be on. For example, spending impulsively, which is I feel like happened to us all this year when we're just like trapped in home. Shopping. Online, online shopping. shopping. Oh my gosh. So when you're in a moment, I think that's the, that's the trick, right? To be like, okay, I'm feeling bored. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling whatever that trigger is for you. And that's where I use a tool called the rather factor, which I've talked about before. And that is, okay. So first of all, the, the reason sometimes we spend is because we haven't already named where we want that money to go. So if you know, give this, it direction, that's give a it huge direction, thing. Yeah. give it direction. So for example, let's say you wanted to have $2,000 saved before Christmas time to give your family like a really beautiful Christmas. Great. That is your goal. Why is that goal important to you? Feel it, name it, be super excited and jazzed about it, put it on the vision board, do whatever you need to do. But then when you're online shopping, and you have your glass of wine and it's 10 o'clock at night and you're watching TV and it's like the Instagram ad pops up for like the thing that you've been looking at online and just ask yourself real quick, just the rather factor. Would I rather have that money go towards the savings goal for the amazing Christmas or would I rather have whatever ad is popping up on Instagram? If you're like, yeah, no, I'd rather definitely have whatever's popping up on Instagram. Okay. But at least you've asked yourself that in that moment. And that little check is a game changer. And that is what like- love that. In the because moment. you know what? It's so true. I was just telling my friend that I was on, I was back on my Dr. Gundry plant paradox where I've given up gluten and wine and this and this. And they're like, but aren't, don't you want to live? But when you put it in that context, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one day I will have a glass of wine because it's my anniversary or it's my birthday. Totally. Yeah. But I can use that. So you can use this, would I rather, okay. in all aspects mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that. Thanks, Sandra. Yeah, no, use it. It's, it really is a helpful, even for time. Like, would I rather spend my time doing that? And that's to go back to your point where shiny object syndrome, right? It's like, would I rather spend my time, um, you know, I'm using an example, creating a new Facebook group for blah, 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 or would I rather focus on this upcoming launch that I know is like, I'm on track to do X, Y, and Z. And then it can be like, maybe not, maybe I would rather do this other thing in my business, but more likely than not, I would rather do the thing that, um, is really bringing me the most joy. I used to have, when my kids were young and I had my corporate job and I was working I used to work in finance and it was really long hours and budgets and weekends and holidays and everything. And I used to have something that was really similar to that. It was that my 10, 10, 10 rule. If my kids had an event and I had to work, it was like, what are the consequences in 10 minutes, 10, 10 minutes, 10 hours or 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then that would help me. Right. It's kind of like the same concept in 10 minutes, neither would be, would be upset in 10 days. I might miss a deadline at work. Would my son, but yeah, 10 years from now, my son might know that I never showed up for any Mm -hmm. of his karate, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's important. Mm -hmm. It's important to think that way. Perspective in the moment. Right. And it's so easy to, to lose that. And I think that's where having a trick like that is so helpful because it helps you, helps you remember what's really important. To, to so you when life. you do this, when you do this, like, are you taking things off your vision board because they're, they're, you're reaching these goals? Like, what does that feel like? Oh, it feels amazing. I was just looking on here <laughs> right now and I'm like a lot of, th- but I don't, it's, I don't take them off. They evolve. If that makes sense. Like what's an example here that I can look at? Like for example, I had put on my vision board and for me, a lot of them are like representations of things. Like where, where's the one? Like there's a beautiful, like copper fire pit on here. And I mean, that's sitting out in our backyard right now, but then like 
there's more I want to do with that. So like things like things evolve. Okay, so they I don't keep know. Going. Yeah, they keep going. It's so you know? funny how they show up too, because once I had a picture of this yeah. building and I had Kathy Spence portrait across it and I never really visual or I never attracted that building, but it was funny that when my plaque went up in my building from my studio, yeah. it had the wood background and then the yes. plaque was on top. And I okay. thought, where have I seen that before? And yeah, then and it was on I, your vision board. It's like, you know, it smacks yeah. me in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So you have, so what programs, you have a program that is still open now or the mastermind group has closed. So I'll reopen it again, probably springtime 2021. So that one is a more high level for business owners, small group of amazing business owners. And we're really mapping out the plan right now for their business and life in, um, in 2021. Um, but what is opening up soon, and I actually haven't shared this, but we can share it is that your richest year, which is my program for personal finance, um, Mm -hmm. is always opens up in January, but I'm going to, open it up for a brief period just um over the black friday cyber monday so it will open up for okay, wait but for canadians when is black friday again so black friday is the day before american after thanksgiving. american thanksgiving so november okay. 26 right yeah yeah i know november. i'm noticing things going on sale for black friday and i'm like wait I know. Wait, when is that? Yeah, I, I, well, I feel like now Black Friday has turned into Black Friday. Uh, month. It's a whole month. It's a yeah. whole month. And I know. And, and yeah, and being in, in Canada, I'm like, by osmosis, I feel like things have sort of <laughs> drifted into everything's into drifted over here. Everything's so drifted. what do you teach in that program? Okay. So that is, if you have financial goals and you need the tools and the support and the accountability to make them happen, this is the program for you. We just did our, um, so it runs all year long and we just did for this year, I, we did our October check-in and I could cry with the examples of what these women had done. They have paid off tens of thousands of dollars of debt, oh increased, increased, so increased their earnings, um, organized their finances. I know. And I was just like, Oh my, I was honestly nervous to go to the meeting. Cause I was like, Oh God, this year has been so hard. Like I just, I don't know really. And they are, but you know why I think, away. I think it's because this year with everything that you've said, this year has put so many priorities in check for people yes. that yeah. maybe they were just so crystal clear on those priorities and that focus that those goals just materialized. They did. And also they were so, again, because we do the day while live, we really focus on the meaning behind all the financial goals you're setting. You know, those of them who had dips in income or who lost jobs, started their own businesses and found out different ways to bring in income. I mean, they were so motivated to do whatever it was going to take that they, that they did it. And that's where I'm like, I know this year has been challenging and a struggle for a lot of people, but I do still think that there is a lot of opportunity and a lot of beautiful things that are coming out of it. And we are going to come out on the other side of, it. I think we're already seeing that, you know, stronger and more resilient and more, like you say, connected to what really matters. Like, I think that this year showed us like, if there's any, the time to do anything is now. So, you know, if, if you have that dream, if you have that goal, um, and you've been waiting on it, like now is the time to put, to put the action in motion for sure. Oh, Sandra, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me. This has been so much fun. And I will link up everything in the show notes. So everyone will have a quick way to access um, and get in touch with you. Sounds great. Okay. I'll see you soon. See you later. 
Well, beauty, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you have a second, please rate, review, and hit subscribe. Don't forget to share Align and Hustle with a friend. For more information, be sure to check out the podcast page at www.kathyspence.com slash podcast. I hope to see you here again next Tuesday. Talk soon.